Hey everybody, welcome to episode 78 of It's Just Bodybuilding. Dusty Hanshaw and myself coming at you from various locations. Right, Dusty? I'm always somewhere. We're going to have fun and catch up with a bunch of questions from Instagram on It's Just Bodybuilding. So, Dusty, I got to remember to say like, share, subscribe, comment, and yes. ring the bell so we can do the right banner. Up front this time. <clears throat> did it up front. Nice job. I'm terrible at it. I don't know why I'm so bad at doing that. I must just drive Scott crazy. You know, here he is trying to help us out, and I'm not doing the most basic thing every time. I feel like you're just testing his skills. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. sure that he, you know, knows how to edit and slide things forward. And, there you, you go. Know, I do the same. So, I have to edit my face. <clears throat> so, so, yeah, yeah. so, so, you're in Jacksonville, Florida today. Yes, I uh, just landed today. That's why we're we pushed a little late here because of my flights and everything. Um, but we're filming for Condemned this weekend, Condemned Labs. We're going to do my first uh, weekend series. So we've already hit the grocery store. We've already hit lunch. So we're going to do some c- cooking, of course. And I guess some people might want to see me train. Who knows? Uh, I see that on Instagram. It's um, I got to give a shout out to our man. You know the deal. Ryan Benthale from Metroflex Gym Marietta, California. For uh, just thinking that I needed a couple new Metroflex shirts and sending me five new Metroflex shirts. I already shouted them out before, but well, because of the big letters, they add 20, to, you know, 20 pounds of the size I've lost. It's back though. Like I should have just, I should just do that instead of eating all this food. Right, right, oh. right. You want to know what I weighed today, Dusty? Peck bounce yes. and all. I was two forty nine point nine this morning. When is the last time you were under two fifty? Well, I, so I was two forty eight and a half before Christmas, and then I like accidentally carved up for a whole week, and it took like so you slipped and fell and carved up for a week. I slipped and fell and gained like fifteen pounds of muscle by accident just by eating. And um, and and now now I've managed to bikini diet myself back down under 250. Let's point um, out that it took you over a month to lose that weight again because that's how much your body wants to be 300 pounds. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. You know what? I even went at one point. I even went 14 days between my shots a test. You know, I take that weekly shot a test. I even just went 14 days because I was like, I got to get lighter. <laughs> I love your logic. I'm gonna throw my hormones up, but I gotta come. You know what's funny about this though? So I have a, I have, I, I survive. I have a long, I have a long-standing uh, bet with Dante that when I retire, I was like, I told him, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna get down to 240. And he's and just I'm laughing just at that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He literally laughed. And he was like, so he told me he goes, listen. Because he, he needed to get down for uh, life insurance. He wanted to get down and wait to get right. better rates, you know. And so he was dieting. Like, he didn't care if he lost muscle. He didn't care what he did. He had to come down. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, he goes, you know, you're cruising along. And then he said, like, Justin Harris should come into town. They'd yeah. spend three days together bodybuilding, eating, training. He goes, I'd step on the scale on Monday. Now I'm up 25 pounds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he goes, three days cancels out eight, nine, ten weeks of work. It's, and it's it's, it's solid because he's wanted to be that heavy, you know, for decades. He's been pushing up, and it's just so hearing you techn- say 
accidentally put on 15 pounds. I just don't want to get any like death threats. So I'm trying to explain to people why yeah, yeah. it works. <laughs> no, it's funny because what what my thinking was is you know how I'm I'm you know I'm really I really want to get better at my new hobby you know and and yes. I figure I I'll kind of consider 250 like a much safer riding weight than 265, and you know the 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 week of Christmas. The week of Christmas, I had started eating, and I was technically 260 when I fell and hurt myself. And I was so like, ah, I wonder if that was my. I wonder if I would have got hurt if I would have been 250. You never know, never know. So that's what I'm just telling them. I'm trying to be 250 now, or less. I know it's or tough. Less. So here's the problem: I like to lift weights. Yeah, and you don't like to. You don't like to lift. You like to train. There's a difference. I like to train. I like to train. So it would be so easy if I was like not interested in training anymore like if i was like i'm done training i'm gonna go do yoga and ride my bike that would be easy to lose weight that's no problem like you know i'd probably be 240 or 230 or you know it would would just drop down but just by doing like you know some sets to failure here we go (laughs) exactly you drop in a you drop in a uh, eaa and things get wild yeah no i'm like yeah yeah exactly you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever you do, do not have two scoops of EAAs. You're never get a low. Oh, like, oh, I can't take creatine. Why not? Oh, I just, uh, I get too big, too fast. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's only funny because it's true. That's why it's, that's Remember why it's when so creatine first came out. People were like, am I going to get huge on this? It's like, no, it's a long-term thing. To, it's just, a, a, you know, it's a systemic overtime making you better and more, you know what I mean? Like, it's, you know how, when you explain creatine to someone, yeah. And then, then now at this point in my life, I'm no, I get too big. <laughs> they throw they throw one scooping in your shake on accident, and you're pissed. I'm kidding. I take creatine every day because I think it's good for you in a lot of other ways. Did you know there's uh, some studies? Here I am. I'm gonna say something that is totally possibly false, but I'm gonna say it as if I know it's true. I do it all the time. Um, like I'm pretty mind. sure. Right. No, I'm gonna pre. I'm preface it by saying I'm pretty sure. Uh, right. And you might remember this study too, but they have some really good evidence now that creatine might be good for long-term cognitive health in old people, mm-hmm. like like reducing your dementia odds and all that stuff. Did you read that too? Right. I'm yeah. Just, that was, that was, yeah. No, that was a bit ago. Yeah. Um, I think what's interesting though is like most people don't even realize that you know like creatine, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Like that's what makes it up. And people are like, ah, oh, I can't take that. I'm like, well, then I hope you're not. I hope you're not eating steak. Yeah, because it's, it's it's technically a protein, you know. Yeah. Okay. I got tons of questions, but I want to hear how Dusty's doing. You're uh, strong as shit. Is this the strongest yeah. you've ever been in your whole life? I think it might be. I think it might be. Like yesterday was one of those days. We took uh, we took about a month once I got all my new toys because you know I had been back to the basics is all I had. So it was just barbell rows, floor, you know, dead stops, whatever. But once we got all the new hammer equipment and I spent like a month just playing on it. And then yesterday I was like, we gotta, we gotta get back to rowing. And, uh, I realized that, that you know, it's funny cause you don't know when you're coming back to a movement, I put four Oh five on and I was like, you know, I'm going to, I knew I was going to touch it, but you pull like four reps and it's literally nothing about yet. And you're like, Oh shit! <laughs> like this is this is gonna be a good day, you know. Well, so, yeah, that's a Things are moving day. good. Um, things are moving good, and uh, I, I I swear to you, um, 
I put it all back on my, my, my PT has got me healthy. Right. You know, I mean, I'm going in every single week and it's not cheap. Um, but it is absolutely worth it between that and, uh, you know, just getting back to eating. It's, it's pretty wacky. I mean, it, it drives home what you and I already know, but it's funny when you, cause I mean, I was eating my goal. What, 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 what do we already know? Is that that thing about slutty girls? Well, that's always the case. They're fantastic. Oh no, sorry. Um, I'm wait, mistaken. I, mean, I, I'm off. Yeah. I, I, I got confused. <laughs> Well, the, the, but now that we're on the subject, wait, never mind. Okay, we'll go back. Um, I got plenty of questions. It's amazing that you find out how simple the, uh, the food is, like, and that's the magic. Because all I did is I went back to eating seven meals a day. It's like, well, oh, yeah, that'll shit. help. We're, we're strong again. That'll help. But I that'll hate help. it. So, uh, by the way, I'm going to need more videos on the bike. Oh, do you like I that? Them. I do. Because you gotta understand something. I'm, I don't want to. I don't want to insult you here, but dare I say you're getting athletic again? Oh goodness! Well, I got a few moves, you know. I got a few moves. I see. I see. When when you make a transition, all I can think of is how hard I would fall trying to do that. So you know. So you know what the you know what the main thing I've discovered about riding the bike is. What's that? I I am. Uh, every time I go to do a trick and I like come off the bike because I'm, you know, I, I can't hold my center of gravity or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's always because I relaxed my core. Like the right. core, it's all core. Like I am constantly flexing my abs when I'm on that thing. Like, right. cause you have to stay rigid, you know, but mm-hmm. it, it's crazy. Cause the guys look like they're flowing like water, but their cores are like totally locked and they know and every little, twist and turn his core muscle pulling and yanking yeah, yeah, yeah. and 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 so like i'll do a little move and it looks pretty simple and like easy uh, but i'll be like whoo, whoo, afterwards and like my abs are sore today i rode for three hours last night with those guys That's and my awesome and like my obliques are sore and my rib muscles are kind of sore and um yeah it's funny have they it's ever seen someone your size on a bike they, they were they were pretty cool. I showed up and they were like, "Oh, hey, like, you know, <laughs> you know, we're riding bikes, right?" <laughs> so that was the first time I met those guys. So I got invited to jam with these Flatlanders, and and they're like legit. Like you see the tricks they were doing. Yeah. yeah. So like they invite me to ride. I'm like, oh. So at first I'm like, well, I don't want to get in your way. And they're like, well, no, no, we just literally need people to ride with, like. Like, just you come down. Like, we don't care how good you are. And I was like, oh, okay, you know. And then he was bugging me to go down last night. And I was like, I haven't been on my bike in a month. Like, I was planning right. on getting back on it today, right? February 1st was my goal. And right. he's like, oh, well, we're going there at 630. You know, show up if you want. And I was like, fuck, I should get down there. So I showed up. And, uh, yeah, we had a blast. But, yeah, just it was awesome. And it was, the funny part was, uh, um, you know, I, I don't really like riding in front of people right now. Because, like, you know, I only pull off, like, one out of two out of 10 tricks. Right. You know, it's all right. practice. So I don't really want to ride in front of anybody. And they're like, Oh yeah, we're riding at the shipyards. And I didn't really know what that was. Cause it's like in North van. So right. I just Google shipyards and it gives me the address and whatever. And I show up and it's like right in front of Joey's restaurant shipyards, which is like one of the nicest Joey's in Vancouver. And the shipyard <laughs> is like this trendy marketplace with all these shops and tap houses and coffee shops and 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 there's this like open courtyard area that's just massive and it's covered so even if it's pouring rain it's totally dry and mm-hmm. and and at 6:30 most of the shops close 
So mm-hmm. they just moved some of the picnic tables out of the way and we get this big area to ride. But it's right in front of Joey's, which is like constantly packed. Right. There's like a lineup to get in. So we we're, were like riding in front of people the whole night. There's like a lineup of people <laughs> getting into Joey's. The exact like, opposite ride. of what you've been trying to do. <laughs> yeah. So it was actually, it's actually, you know, like I think it's, uh, you know, if it was up to me, I wouldn't have ridden in front of anybody. But I think it's actually good for you. You know what oh, I mean? For sure. It's like. Hey, buddy, if you want to do this, someone's going to be, you know, you can't always hide away in a perfect little situation where you're in a parkade with no, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was sort of like a little snap of reality. So it was like, it, it was, it was fun. So, you know, it's like you can't train in the gym alone forever. Right. You know, there's going to be people admit, around. Though, I mean, were you, were you uh, a little more successful last night? At with first. Some of your stuff? At first, I was like, it took me a long time to pull anything off. I probably rode for an hour before I pulled off a single trick. Right. And then all of a sudden, I pulled off a trick, and I was like, oh, okay, it's like you break the seal. Right. You know, you know it's like you're working really hard to bang a girl, and you're not sure if you can bang her. And then once you bang her once, you're like, ah, <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, it's good. We're good. I'm that guy. Yeah, now. you bang her the next day, and the next day, and the next day. And yeah, you're on a roll. And it doesn't until later you found out she was disappointed the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter at that point um, you know hey dusty the only thing i don't want to be is forgotten <laughs> so on either end of the spectrum is okay as long as you're remembered yeah you know what i mean i'd rather be like oh, i remember ron oh, that fucking thing you did oh, that was weird yeah <laughs> it was weird <laughs> <laughs> better than not remembering right like did i oh wait you know you don't want asking that asking their friends did i i don't remember that at all <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you got some questions you want to use? I do. I've got I've got some questions, which I told you I didn't really get a lot of time. And uh, thankfully, the uh, followers jumped in for me anyways. Saved my saved my day. There we go. Here's a here's a good one right off the bat. What's your opinion on fat grips? Oh, um, so I need to get a hold of the guy from fat grips. Because he messaged me, maybe someone can help me out. The guy who owns Fat, I think he's the guy that owns Fat Grips. He messaged me from his personal account, but I, 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 it. I can't. I thought it was just Fat Grips messaging me because I. So then I went to message him back. I was like, oh shit, it was his personal account. And I couldn't remember his Instagram thing, and I just wasn't spelling it right. So maybe you can send it to me. But anyways, he sent me a pair of Fat Grips. Unfortunately, there was a spelling error. They got the T and the L and my name flipped. Ah. Right? Um, so, so it, it, you know, I appreciate the fat grips. Fucking cool. But I, there was a spelling error and I was trying to get a hold of them on Instagram. And you know how it is. You get lost in your messages and you're oh, like, yeah. oh my God. I thought it was, I thought I was talking to the fat grips account and I just forgot. And then I just couldn't find the dude again. So maybe someone can help me out there. But uh, I was going to let them know. Thank you. For the fat grips, but I had a spelling error. Anyways, aside from that, I used them on the Easy Bar, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, very humbling and uh, quite a miserable experience. Of which of means you loved it. Forearm pump and pain. So you know, I see Jay using them all the time. You know, having fun with them. Boom, boom, boom. So yeah, I don't know. I've only tried them a few times. I I I wouldn't use them. Like I see some guys at the gym doing like presses with them. Right. I probably wouldn't do that because I'm just like Mr. Safety now, you know. I wouldn't either because my argument is 
I'm guessing with the benefit. Yeah, I, I, well, I think they're trying I know to, what it is on a curl. I know what it is. You know what I mean? Right, a right. I don't really get it when it's resting on my, on my palm. Yeah, that's that's a, that's why I was wondering about the presses. You know, I imagine like imagine doing rows of them. That'd be really tough. But yeah, I, uh, you know, obviously holding a fatter bar is tougher. I remember the first time I encountered unusually fat dumbbells. <laughs> and it was, so I was 19 and I had arrived on the Gold Coast in Australia and I went to Archer's Gym. And Archer's Gym was like this fucking, like, of like all the gyms I've ever been in in my life. It was one of the most memorable places I walked in there and it was just like 90% juice heads. Like chemical warfare. Oh, it was just all the Aussie guys that, from that area that were training. And like right. all the Masters champions were there. The state guys were there. The NABA guys were there. The owner's name was Dave and he was like a national, multiple Masters natural champion, you know? And, um, but, but, uh, you know, there were like trophies all along the wall and it was just a, it was just a, a awesome gym. But I remember the first time I went to do chess there, like day one and I grabbed the fucking dumbbells and like, I swear the handles were like that. Yep. I've used those and, before. And it took a while for me to get used to the dumbbells at Archer's gym. And, and some of the guys used to say, they're like, yeah, we all have bigger forearms here because these big fat dumbbells. Right. I just so so yeah, that was just a memory I have of having to get used to big fat dumbbells uh, at one at one point, and then you go to a gym that has like a kind of skinnier than usual dumbbells, and they're so easy to hold oh. pressing them. But I hate that. Though. I, feel, I feel like it just levels my hand. We have a couple at uh, right, like at our gym. Like the bones. Yeah, it's like it, it's, there's pain. I'll usually it's funny, but once I, I used them a couple times, and Tommy gives me shit now because. Uh, if I need the one tens, but they're that's the small one, I just do the one twenties. Right, you just skipped because they don't all match. <laughs> uh, yeah, well they're well, they're smaller, and I'm just like they bug me, so I'm like I'll just get stronger. I'll do the one twenties. Right, that right. makes sense to me. Right, my logic is a little skewed. <clears throat> yeah, but I actually appreciate that question because I really, really want to get a hold of that dude. <laughs> you just lined up for how you can get this done. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> forgot I had this show I can use. You know, you can use me anytime, Ron. There you go. There we go. So I have a question here for you. Sure. I think we could have a little more fun. I'll ask the question, and then we can... Am I tweak it? Yeah, you, you, <laughs> we'll just go with it. Thoughts on mushrooms in bodybuilding? He's talking like Zoomers. I did, a, uh, I did one trip, and it really seemed to help my anxiety while I was on my cycle. I don't know about that part. Maybe he gets yeah. anxious some stuff. I've never really had that. But anyways, thoughts on mushrooms. How many how many times have you done mushrooms, Dusty? Tons. Once a month. And then, really? every, and then microdose every day. Oh, Dusty, let's hear about this. <laughs> You're like, oh. <laughs> no, oh. so... So, so, ladies and gentlemen, things are starting to make sense now. All becoming clear. There's all these little, like, like, like little things I've picked up being friends with Dusty, where I'm like, and now they're all just like coming together. Like it's starting to like, okay. Oh, so, so um, okay. So the first, 
So you were, did you take him like back in the hockey days? You guys partied and took some mushrooms? No, it wasn't that long ago, actually. It was, it was just because anxiety, being busy and all things. Oh, okay. You start to realize that you're focused on overwhelmed essentially all the time. So wait a minute. So this, so you're, you're actually a part of this. You're actually kind of a part of this new, like, using mushrooms from some sort yeah. of mental health it was management. A plan. yeah no, it was okay. it was very much so uh i had talked to a friend and she broke down for me she was like look here's what you're gonna do um you know she was like get three and a half grams and do half and then she she sent me a playlist and she was like go by the pool or literally lay in the dark and just hang out and listen to this playlist and That'll be that. So, of course, I was like, okay, cool. Half, three and a half is, I don't really know what that is. Okay, we'll do three and a half. So I took those. Um, And you know what it was is, truthfully, what I can tell you beyond the story I got, it might be because of who I am. It was was much bigger than it was for me. It wasn't some life-changing thing. But I definitely realized that I didn't, you know... Remember, you remember the, the the show Office Space? Oh yeah, that was me the next day. Oh, just realized didn't really care. And what I mean by that, not not kidding as far as the show, but you kind of realize how much you're way over doing. Um, so now the microdosing just knocks off the edge every day. I don't even feel it. Microdose, you don't even you don't even know you're doing. So what's like microdose to you? Uh, Why well, actually buy them? They're already capsuled. Right. Are they um, like 100, 100 milligrams psilocybin or what are they? Do you know? Dude, I don't even know. My guy makes it okay. for me because he knows exactly what I wanted. Um, and I just take one a day and it just okay. knocks the edge off. And you know what it is? It, it sounds funny or like I'm kidding, but it makes sure that the little, the little annoyances in life, particularly in a gym, uh, they don't bother you. Right, so, right. I got, I got a lot more hmm in my life now. Um, but once a month I do like to – do the full and I have found that every time it's a little more advanced and I'm a little more chill the next day. Um, and I've only ever done them alone. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I had a, 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 a buddy cool. of mine, a buddy of mine gave me, uh, just a big handful of psilocybin capsules. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, I give you an exact, I was like, I took a big handful. No, no, he gave me a handful of caps. I don't know how many caps he gave me, but I, I put them in a bottle. I think I must have like 20 caps, but he told me they're 250 milligram. So I got to like research. I've, I've had some people tell me that like hundreds are, are better for microdosing. So I'm not sure. I'll have to read. I've, I have to look, so I mean, like I said, I literally don't even know what mine are, but it seems like just mathematically that 250, you might actually notice. Yeah, that's what I thought. Anyways, I'll, so the, the most mushrooms I ever took once was six grams at once. Oh. Yeah, we did. That? Yeah, that was, uh, so I was cleaning out my freezer once. This is like 2008. I was cleaning out my. this with, so there I was. So there I was, cleaning out my freezer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know you always find something in the freezer dusty you know sometimes you find like a bag <laughs> sometimes of, it's otter pops and sometimes it's mushrooms you know bag of green beans it's like 
totally freeze dried, like just unedible, you know, or, or like a bag of fish you bought. Cause you're like, I'm going to eat some fish. You're like, no, you're not going to eat any fish. You fucking moron. Why'd you buy fish? It's off season. And the fish sits at the bottom of the freezer. <laughs> so it's down, it's down there with fallen otter pops. I know exactly what you yeah, mean. Yeah. 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 There you go. And, uh, and a bunch of ice cubes that fell out of the tray and, and I pull out, I pull out this bag and I, as soon as I grab it, I see all this tin foil in it and I'm like, Oh my God. No way. And I open it up and it's 12 grams of mushrooms. And I remembered that my buddy had them. It had been easily 10 years since I'd taken mushrooms, almost 10 years. And my buddy had them and he gave them to me. And I was like, I'm never going to take these. And I put them in my freezer. Right. And I was like, holy fuck. So, uh, I called him up and I said, remember those mushrooms you gave me like years ago? And then I moved and I mo- brought them with you me. Moved I moved. Them? I'd moved. Yeah. I just, you know, God. and, uh, I'm like, I just found them and he just laughed and I'm like, we should boil them up. So we boiled them up and we watched two movies. We watched hot tub time machine, great which that was actually like pretty spectacular pick. It's a great choice. Yeah. And then we watched a Viking movie called Valhalla. That was awesome. And uh, yeah, that was quite the night. I took, I, that was when I, 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 I had a bit of a rough night because I wanted it to end. And it, you did. You don't really have any control. After a few hours, I was like, okay, I've had enough of this. I got enough of this. And now you're. That's not yeah. how that works. That's not yeah. how that works, especially when you take it. kid. You're, you're committed. <laughs> you're, you're in. You're you're committed. So yeah, that was the last time I did mushrooms, and I was like, I'm never doing them again. But then, uh, you know, then it's, my buddy gave me some some capsules. So I don't know. We'll see. Maybe there'll be a weekend. I'll take one and just see what happens. It's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to, to do. Too. It's a, it's it's not a drug. That's why I do like to drive that home that's when people poison. hear that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is essentially what we do in bodybuilding anyway. So isn't it kind of synergistic? I remember the very first time I took mushrooms was Canada Day, in like 1998 or something. It was like Canada Day, you know, and everyone's right. going to go to fireworks. And uh, I remember I had one gram of mushrooms and we went to the fireworks park and I was like, awesome. You know, you're like, just like, you know, young kid, just crazy experience, you know, watching the fireworks. Everything's awesome. You're laughing. You're eating. I had a big box of Smarties. I'm eating a big box of Smarties, big 260 pound fucking eating a big, big child. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go to the bar that we all worked at. We go to the bar that we all worked at. And I remember coming in the bar and, and I was like, wow, everything's uphill. Like. I'm walking across the bar, but it's like uphill. Like I'm like walking right. uphill, like an incline treadmill. I'm like walking uphill, like through the bar. Trudging. Trudging. Everywhere. Everywhere was uphill. And I remember just being fascinated with that. And I knew it wasn't actually uphill, but it but I was like kind of like, wow, it seems uphill. Like I was it was just the craziest, craziest experience. You have a little different experience every time. The first time I did, I remember I I so two things. Number one, I was told that I wouldn't be able to function my phone once they hit. She was like, you probably won't even be able to. So, of course, that was a challenge to me. So she said I you waited. wouldn't be able to use your phone? Yeah, like texting. and like. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, that was a challenge because I'm a child. So I was like, I'm texting. I'm like, I'm using my phone right now. You're like, them apples. I'm working. <laughs> Sorry, clients. Um, <laughs> but uh, 
But the other thing was, is I just remember when I was just kind of waiting to see what was going to happen. I just started laughing. I'm alone in my room. Yeah, 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 yeah. Psychopath. Oh, yeah. And, I was kind of, and, then, you're, and then you're thinking about it because in, in the beginning, you know, you're kind of questioning everything that's happening. I'm like, I don't even know why I'm laughing. But then it become like the in-church laugh where you couldn't stop. Mm-hmm. All by yourself, the dogs are looking at me, judging, watching what's going on. But, uh, but yeah, I, to answer his question, I don't think any of those type of things coincide with building together. Like, don't try to make it about bodybuilding. This is its own animal. Right. But if knocking the edge off is helpful for you, like it is for me, do yeah. your thing. There you go. Interesting. I also must say my best mushroom experience, Dusty, was I took them for I took a little bit. I can't remember. I ate like a big like one of those big rat tail stems, you know, and uh, and I, I ate one for the 2001 ACDC stiff upper lip tour show in Edmonton. So we had like a big, you know, big mouthful of mushrooms, had some chocolate, washed it down in the car, went in. Soon as we got in, they came on and that was just like wild what a wild show yeah yeah pretty hard to compete with like your favorite band in concert with great seats and like you know a gram of mushrooms so this is i'm gonna i'm gonna have to challenge you a little bit all i'm hearing is good stories there's no bad experience well the last time when i did the hero dose the six grams that's when i was like my stomach was upset that was just quite stupid. A while. <laughs> yeah yeah well exactly you know you do stupid things and you know. so, so don't blame them i think you need to give them another chance is what I'm saying. Give shrooms a chance. Okay. Bring them back in your life, sir. Bring I will. Them back in life. I right, will. We'll that was a good one. I wasn't expecting them, that. We should do them on the show. Um, wait, never mind. Uh, <laughs> Halloween episode. Exactly. Okay. We'll say it now, but we won't mention it again all year, and then we'll just see if anyone notices on the Halloween episode. Yeah. Did they or did they not? That okay. is the question. Okay. Your turn. Okay. Let's see. Ba-ba-ba. Ah, okay, that's a good one. Advice for new ambassadors on how to help grow within a company and stand out. Um, well, I mean, usually with ambassadors, they really want you to just be yourself and be active and show off your personality. And I mean, I don't really know how to put that into words, you know? I mean, yeah, they want their they want their one post, you know, whatever, one post a week and a story two stories a week, I don't know, whatever the quota is, right? You know, they get the social media numbers, they give you the thing. But then you want to find a way to rise above that. Like, that's the minimum. And if you do the minimum, if you do the minimum, then you're just doing the minimum. And, like, that's not how you get ahead in life. Well, how did did you uh, catch Mutant's Eye to the point where they employed you? I was constantly... Because it wasn't bodybuilding, you know what I mean? I mean, obviously you had that, but... Well, I was constantly giving creative input. Right. So like they'd be doing, they'd say, oh, well, you know, we want to do this thing with this thing. And I'd go, hey, you know what? I think it would be awesome if we did it this way or that way, or we at least had a part of it be like this, or maybe we did this, or we should all wear this shirt or, you know, and you'd like, and then, so then that, that, you know, I don't know, how do you put that into words that, that knows that lets them know that you actually care about the product, like the, not, not the not the product, but like the product, the, the, yeah. the media, you know, the video, mm-hmm. you know, and I remember constantly having ideas like mutant on a mission was my idea. Yep. 
you know, I went to Ryan and I was like, we should go. We're traveling anyways. Why don't we just stay an extra day or two and I'll go off and film a gym. We'll find a cool gym and we'll just do do the show. Right. And and then, you know, he even asked, well, what are you going to call it? And I said, Mutant on a Mission. And he was like, holy shit, that's actually a really good name. <laughs> didn't you did you come up with that like almost on the fly? Because he just right, right there on the fly. He said, what are you going to call it? And I just I remember I didn't have the name, but we had Mutant Minutes, Mutant Meals and Mutant Mashups. Right. And so I just was like, well, the alliteration is just a natural thing. So I just thought I'm the mutant and I'm on a mission. So I just said, yeah, it's just, <laughs> like, but you, have to, you know, you have to contribute, you know, if you just do your one post and, and that's it, um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if you got good ideas, tell them your good ideas, bring your ideas. Fuck. Yeah. They might get, they might not use any of them, but mm-hmm. you no, know, that's just how it goes. At least they know that you're like thinking and trying and, you know, I don't know. Is that yeah, what do you think? No, I think that's. I think you know. It's funny because we actually had just had this conversation in the car on the on the way from the airport, and uh, that was what Michael had said. Is some of some of his ambassadors will just have a post that hits a chord, or you know, some of the at times the ambassadors put more effort in than the athletes on executing a, a, an idea. You know what I mean? Right, right. And with the right company, that gets seen and used. So. Then he turns around and now they're on Condemn's page, you know what I mean, uh, being shared, whether it's on the storage or even the, even the, the post itself. So I think it's, you know, I think you treat yourself like you're already one of the athletes and, and you might become one. Right, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And another thing, too, while we're at it, it's not necessarily always about moving up either. It's mm-hmm. about building your reputation right as someone who is invested in what they do yep you know because like yeah you might be an ambassador and you might have all these great ideas and you might really try and you might not move up but everyone of involved everyone who's working with you now knows what you what you're about right and other doors open for you when that starts to add up and accumulate you know mm-hmm. when 10 20, 30, 40 people in the industry all know that you're a hard worker and that you fulfill your obligations and that you show up on time. And then your name comes up with somebody about some project and someone goes, hey, he's great. I know he used to be with this company and and he was really good and blah, blah, blah. Like that's how it works. You know, that's just how life is. And so it's not always about getting ahead in your current job or role or situation but you have to build your reputation with everyone around you and your coworkers and your fellow ambassadors and all that stuff that's what i think agree okay my turn yes sir okay um what was the biggest challenge of 2020 in your personal life and your business life Hmm. Okay. Personal life was uh, actually, I had a lease on a condo and <clears throat> I extended the lease until the end of the year, uh, knowing full well, I was trying to figure out if I wanted to buy a house or what I wanted to do. Um, because I've, I bounced around a little bit. I kind of felt like I needed to buy a house. Um, <clears throat> so I extended my lease and then I get a call one day. 
from the uh, property management company saying that the owner would like for me to be. Hey, Jed. I guess Emily's home. Yes, so. Uh, would like uh, would like me to be out in 30 days. Right. And I was like, well, that's cute, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, um, but long story short, what it came down to was uh, she was in a hold tough on. spot. Hold, we'll just hold on for a sec. Yeah. Oh. We're recording the show. You can come in. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, I had to go, I had to go human on it um, because the owner of the place had moved with a, with a boyfriend and it didn't work. And now was essentially homeless and staying on someone's couch, more or less trying to start a business back in Arizona. She had actually left the state. Um, and so it came down to, okay, I want to do the right thing and, and help this person out and get out of here sooner. So I, I started making moves to do that, but she tested my patience by almost making it seem like I needed to. Right. And that was, that's when I started uh, like having a little, uh, dilemma between who I am and, and what was the nice thing to do. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so that made that very difficult because I had I had both of my little my angel and my devil deciding what we were going to do. So I was able to get out for her. Um, I made it a financially strong move for me with all the things I didn't pay and all the things I got back. Right. So it worked out in the end. So yeah, that was the that was the toughest actually, which probably not all of us would think. And then business, you know what's crazy? My business cranked. Through all of 2020, yeah, I never slowed down. I got busier. Um, if anything, my business surprise was that I have some of the most resilient clients and customers on the planet that just found a way, and in some ways, even like inspired me when I looked at what they were willing to do to ha- yeah. to find a way to train. You know what I mean? I yeah. think I, I had told you before, like I have the one guy um, who who actually came up with the idea of using umbrella stands as plates because he couldn't get plates. And yeah, really I love that story. Fit. Well, now he's, he's he's built out a shed now. He's built up cable crossovers. He's built calf raises. He has a whole gym that he yeah. has now built for himself because, you know, the UK is shut down again. I mean, his shed, it's like, it's a gym. Yeah, and it's crazy. And the majority of what is in there is not purchased equipment. You know, so, yeah, I... I on the business side, I got lucky, man. Every, everything pranked. And, you know, it definitely, as you know, it took some work because now I'm one big change, of course, for us. I know you went through it too. Is I was like, okay, what do you have for equipment? I'm going to build each single person's training around what they have. Right. Which was right. a pain, but we got it done. How about you? Um, you know, I'd say the personal challenge, like my life, Looking back on it, I mean, obviously the business challenge was COVID owning a gym. Yep, that's it, flat out. COVID yep. owning a gym. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, you know. Um, I mean, the, the business went through a lot this year. It was it was big deal. But again, uh, the customers, the support, the the unwavering loyalty of the members, um, just you know, uh, kind of verified everything that we were doing there. You know. 
you know, building a gym, not caring about anything really but the gym, focusing on the gym floor where the gym equipment is, you know, like, like that's the, you know, like I've talked about how, you know, it was kind of COVID was, I don't ever want to use the word blessing, but COVID was really interesting in that it changed the game and sort of tilted the gym model in our favor, at least for a while, like all the big chains that have, you know, million dollar bathrooms with giant showers and all the locker room space. And all of a sudden you're not allowed to have more than five people in your locker room at a time and you can't use the showers. Right. So now these gyms have like, you know, 20,000 or sorry, like 2000 wasted square feet. Right. You know, of space that they aren't really able to utilize. And they'll have like a giant group room, like a, you know, like Jesus, like, you know, 1500, 2000, 3000 square foot group room and they can't have yoga classes. Yep. So it's just wasted space. They got like a couple bikini girls posing in there. Uh And, and so guy doing abs in the corner and just a fucking empty room. And then everyone's in the gym on the equipment and they can only have so many people. So it it just shifted the whole notion of capacity and space Mm -hmm. and layout and, for a gym like us, that's like, okay, we have, you know, 90% is gym floor, 10% is everything else. Yeah. <laughs> it just kind of tilted it in our favor and it, 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 it made us, fun- we were able to function. And, um, you know, uh, so obviously wrestling with, you know, capacity and, um, you know, payroll was a huge this year at the gym because COVID required you to have more staff. Like you have to have two people on, you can't ever have one person on. So while that's how it was, you're supposed to have two people on, I kept, you know, they had this thing for a while where you're supposed to have two people on. So, you know, even if it was like 5am and we only need one person, you know, all of a sudden had that double. So that was payrolls an issue. And like, you're like, Oh geez, you're covering all these costs. And we found out we spend $1,500 a month on paper towel now. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Those are the things people don't think of. So yeah, just like all that stuff, it all adds up and it changed the game and the, the gym industry was very dynamic this year and you had to be able to you had to be able to to like make quick decisions and just go with you. Like you couldn't you know, you, you couldn't waver, you had to make decisions, you had to commit and it was interesting. As far as the clients go, I'm sort of in the same boat as you. Like I was really really shocked. I I you know, I like you know, you have people that lost their gym and I'd be like, "Well, hey man, you know, I'll put your payment on hold." And they'd be like, no, no, I'm going to get a squat rack. Let's keep going. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, awesome. Let's get a rack and some dumbbells. I didn't know where you were at. I thought you were like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, just <laughs> You're letting me know because you were done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just their, their commitment was extremely high. So, yeah, that was all awesome. So the business actually turned out good, but it was extremely stressful. Right. You know, lots of stress, but, but turned out well. It was quite the year. And, uh, um, you know, on a personal level, I'd say the main challenge personally this year was um, managing all the crazy nonsense, bullshit news and fear mongering and all that stuff. I had to like because at first I was following everything on Twitter and I'm following everything on and I'm like, I can't pay attention to all this stuff anymore. You had all like the election stuff, plus you had all the COVID stuff. Right. And I was just like, I, I, I can't, I can't be paying attention because I like to know what's going on. I like to have an opinion, an informed opinion on stuff, relatively right. informed. 
you know, I know that, that you got to watch two different channels to form an opinion because <laughs> yeah, for sure. anyone who's watching yeah. one channel is living in a fucking bubble. So I would like watch the crazies on this channel and then I'd watch the fucking lunatics on this channel and I'd go, ah, OK, let's see what's going on. I had to stop because yeah. I, I just I started losing my mind at like how they were both lying. Yeah, because you could do so blatant. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're both you're both always taking the least charitable view of your opponent's statement. Yep. Like someone will say something and the people on this side take the least charitable view of that statement and interpret it the worst possible way. And then the people on this side would do the same thing to someone on this side, least charitable way, you know? (laughs) So you ever see that, you ever see that uh, Instagram post that says like, you know, in the world of social media, if you say something like I like orange juice, People will jump on there and go, so you hate pomegranates, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's essentially that. how. <laughs> so what you're saying yeah. is, that's like yeah. that famous interview really? with George Peterson's, right? <laughs> so what you're saying is, no, that's not what I'm saying. I didn't say it at all. And then the very next thing. So what you're saying is, no, again, that's not what I actually said. Like, yeah, that, that was. It, 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 that was the entire year on both sides. That was the entire year. And. And there, there came a point when I realized that I, I you know, because I, I, I like to stay informed and I like to know what's going on. And I realized this wasn't good for me. Right. And I, I stopped watching all national news. So I literally for months, I had no idea what was going on in Canada. I only knew what was going on in my very local region for the COVID count mm-hmm. so that I could That's estimate it estimate where the business shutdowns were kind of going to go like, fuck, okay, we're going up. Oh, we're going down. Okay. I think we're going to be okay. You know, like I was literally just watching the local COVID count. And I know that that number is very largely meaningless because we don't test a lot of people out in BC and yada, yada, but at least it's consistently either moving up or down. Yeah. It's like a broken scale. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's not the correct number, but at least you know where it's trending. So that's the only thing I paid in, in literally in the entire country of Canada, I paid attention to the COVID count in my local area. That was it. And then I deleted my Twitter and I deleted my Facebook app off my phone. And the rest of the year was pretty easy after that. Yeah. Stop, stop worrying about it. Yeah. And I saw so many people spiral down into a disastrous mess on Facebook and stuff like that. Cause I'd still check Facebook on my laptop once in a while. Yeah. And I'd see these people that are just devoting every minute of their online time to like ranting and raving about politics and COVID and, and how like horrible the other side is. And you know, the, it, I just was like, Oh man, you guys got to turn your Facebook off, go spend time with your fucking kids, go to the gym, like do something else. You must mm-hmm. be the best person in the world to hang out with. You know? Oh yeah, that's the If if you bury yourself in negativity, what do you think? Yeah, crazy, <laughs> craziness. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for watching another podcast here at Think Big Bodybuilding Media. And thank you to our great sponsor, TrueNutrition.com, for making this all possible. TrueNutrition.com is owned by Dante Trudell, the creator of DC Training. He wanted to create a supplement company that offered high-quality third-party tested supplements at a fair price. High-quality protein powders, just about every type you could think of. Huge variety of flavors, plus health and performance supplements. Check them out, TrueNutrition.com. And hey, if you use our code ADVICES, you directly support our podcasting. Thanks, guys. Let's get back to the program. Okay. You got one? Ah, now we're into the important stuff. 
finally. What's your favorite dessert, Ron? My favorite dessert? Well, um, like proper dessert, nice, good piece of chocolate cake with some vanilla ice cream. You can't beat that. That's a classic. Um, do we let do we let any raspberry get in there? Or is it just chocolate? Eh, you could you, you drizzle some drizzle some strawberry or raspberry on there. It'd both be good. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, I do like it depends. You know, the cake is what counts. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, and a real like vanilla bean ice cream too. Like not the, yeah, not yeah, the yeah, yeah. you know you don't want the Snow White French uh, van, you know what you want the one with little black bits in it. Yes. The briars. I, I back that hundred percent. I do. For me, I mean, if I have to name a dessert, it would be carrot cake. There's a ah. there's a place in there's a place in Phoenix. Well, Phoenix got the whole thing, Mastros, and they have one that's, you know, yeah, it's a monster, yeah, the, the crazy like, yeah, the hero size. Yeah, so I, t- I took one home once. Uh, I I didn't really the restaurant's okay to be honest for a five star place. It's mediocre. But I've been known to go there just to pick up a carrot cake okay. and go home. <clears throat> so one day I picked it up and I weighed it. It was over two pounds. Damn. And then I realized that uh, that's why it was the love of my life. I also, I also love lemon meringue pie. Ooh. Fucking love lemon pie. My mom used to make the best lemon pie. She'd make it from scratch. No mix. She'd do the crust herself and everything. The crust is the game, though. That's the key. Yeah, yeah. You ain't buying store-bought crust and finishing that off properly. No, no, no. She's no, sir. Good, good. <laughs> um, my my cousin told me the funniest story about my mom. It was she actually told me at my mom's funeral, at my mom's service. She told right. me a funny story about my mom. So, um, my mom was quite the cook, right? And she took a lot of pride in like her. Like she made dessert. It was like you know she made the crust from scratch. You she know. Came to play. Yeah, yeah. She's like, you know, really, really knows how to make dessert. So anyways, my my cousin, my cousin Jenny always admired her her cooking. Right. And and Jenny decided to get like a bit brave and make a lemon pie. Right. And so she like, you know, called my mom and got the recipe for the lemon pie. And my mom gave it to her over the phone and and told her exactly what to do. And, you know, da da da. And so she 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 made it and she sent a photo of it. And my mom, my mom's reply was, it looks pretty good. I, uh, I see you bought a crust. <laughs> I love it. Cause she thought, she thought it was just unspoken that she wasn't going to make the crust. Like it's her first lemon pie. Yeah. She just wanted like the recipe for the, the filling. Cause it's like the real scratch lemon feeling. Right. And uh, so my mom sent her everything. And she said when she got the recipe, she even like saw the crust recipe. And she's like, oh, well, I'm not going to make the crust. Like no one expects me to make the crust. That's, an, that's like an expert move, right? So, yeah, I was laughed. I thought, oh, that, that's a – I hope I have a bit of that sense of humor. <laughs> I just love that she – because that's how I would be like, oh. Yeah, that you would do that. Oh, it yes. looks pretty good. I, uh, I see you see about a crust. So you wasted – you ruined the entire thing. Why would you put my lemon in that shit box? Yeah, yeah. So that's a dessert. That's classic. Is it mine? Yes. Um. Okay. Are you wearing pants in this photo? Oh, okay. That's not. Uh, <laughs> Were you? 
Oh, I put up a shirtless photo with my ask questions. It was just like a close-up shot. You realize you just said it sounded like you said I put up a photo with my ask questions. You need to enunciate the cat. Oh, my ask question. Yeah, there you go. Ask. Yeah, yeah. But if they have any ask questions, feel free to fire away. I do consider <laughs> myself an expert. I got you there too, kids. So here's one, and I this is a good one because I struggled with this my whole life as a bodybuilder. I had some problem areas. Couldn't figure them out. What are your go-to techniques for trying to fix asymmetries and imbalances? We're talking left to right or the whole body? Yeah, I think they mean left to right. And I sort of take it to mean visually. Yeah, I would assume visually. So bodybuilder sure. point. Because I've... I've had interesting things where my smaller bicep is actually stronger. stronger than my bigger bicep. So is mine. Which is really <laughs> fucked up. And then I couldn't, for the life of me, get that the, the smaller bicep to fucking catch up. But it actually got stronger than the other bicep at one point. It, and it wouldn't grow. You just fucking couldn't get it to catch up. You know what I mean? So yeah, frustrating. What would you? What What do you think? You gotta try? What 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 are the things that might might help? Well, I mean, first, I mean, I know everyone's immediate is a little more volume on that side, um, which is fine. But actually, what I would be looking at is what's the tissue like? Is that tissue tighter? Does it need to be? You know, so now I've got a routine I do with scraping, cupping, and then needling. Um, cupping when the, when the cup is moving is actually separating the muscle from all the other tissue in there. If you hit a muscle that's with a cup, you'll know if it's messed up because it literally sounds like gravel underneath the cup when you're moving, you start doing that stuff on the regular, it's going to grow. I always compare it to like the old snake in a cage routine. It can't grow if it has nowhere to go. Right. You know, so oftentimes the, um, the smaller side will be tighter. I I would say that uh, um, you said first thing you'd look at is the tissue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say right up there with looking at the tissue, based on all my injuries now later in life, I would look at the nerve supply. True. So, you know, you, you, get, you know, you're look at the, so let's say you got a bicep that's smaller. Or not, you know, not getting as pumped or something. It just won't grow. I would look at the tissue, but I would, I would always say, okay, is there something wrong with my neck and something between my bicep and my neck? Mm-hmm. Like I got, you got to get, you got to look through here. Your, you know, your radial plexus. You got to look through your trap under your shoulder blade. You got to like, you know, under your pack. You got to look at all that stuff. See if there's a nerve issue. You know, because now that I'm older, older and I've had some nerve issues, I wonder how early on I might've been able to help if I would have realized it was a nerve issue and not like a tissue injury. Mm-hmm. Cause there's That's lots of times like that you got that new fit, you know what I mean? The newbie. Yeah. 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 Those machines will find it for you. Right. They'll find them also sign firing, yeah. you know? So that's a, that's a great investment is to pay someone, um, to run through your body on that stuff. Because some of that stuff they can fix in one session. Wake it up, essentially. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like it's like oftentimes uh, people have a muscle that's not firing. The gluteal is a pretty common dormant muscle, but if it's firing, you have issues across the board that start coming up. 
we right. all stems from that one thing. Well, same thing applies to if a muscle will fire, you know, if there's no connection between the muscle, the brain, whatever, you're screwed. Right. Okay. So we here drugs. I don't know what he's doing. There's, yeah. there's blood. There's, I'm just watching things. Don't, don't mind us. No mind us. Blood, they're doing some blood glucose testing over here. Oh goodness. What's yours? Let's get back into bodybuilding. Uh oh, you're gonna get him. Yeah. Here. Exactly. Tomorrow we're, we're getting after some deadlifts since I didn't train back in one day. I figured it's a good idea. Did you see my? <laughs> did Did you see my uh, uh, one plate banded stiff leg deadlifts? I did, day? but it looked brutal. Well, I was just you know stretching the hams out. I was happy. I was happy to be able to do that. Uh, you know how did it feel though? Truthfully, you know I see a lot of guys doing the banded um, deads and even the banded racks. Um, how did how did you feel? So so yeah you know we um yeah so I haven't been doing stiff leg deadlifts lately. Obviously the, for the past month because I was hurt. But my partner Braden, that's one of the exercises that I have him focusing on. Um, you know because I'm trying to get him huge, right? So one of the things that he's you know, tracking and pushing is his stiff leg deadlift, which is a and, must. And and he and he got up to four hundred five. He's repping four hundred five now, or like a mm-hmm. set of ten, real good reps. And uh, um, so then he just, you know, that was during the blast. So then mm-hmm. during the back uh, during the back off, um, I was like, hey, you know, he he, he goes uh, instead of going to four plates, I want to see how three plates in a band feels. And I was like, yeah, fuck, let's do it. Knock yourself right. up. So that was so he's been doing those for like a month, but I just haven't been joining in. Right. So uh, the other day he he when you know he's like finishing legs with with stiff legs, and I was like I'll just hop in, but we'll have to peel plates. So I was just feeling it out, but yeah, it feels good. I like that band because I like to come I like to come up straight and flex my glutes at the top. Yeah, you're getting everything, and it's literally the opposite. That's one of my exercises where I actually want my glutes to do a bunch of the work. And the band makes a huge difference because, you know, if you stand straight up without the band, you almost have to lean forward a degree. Like just to yeah, keep, because you're, yeah, gravity's keep a little more tension. Yeah. But with the band is like no worries at all. It's like stays on you. And, and you the know, higher you go, the, the more brutal that gets. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So I recommend it. We don't have banded like platforms like with the hooks on them, you know, yeah. so you stand on the band. But it's, it's, it's actually, you know, pretty good feel. Um, is it my turn? Sure. Okay. Well, actually, <laughs> well, sure. You seem to have one. Let's do this. Um, actually, uh, there's one. Why are why are so many people using resistance bands on everything, and the when the old school guys didn't? So that's actually a good, I, I like that, and here's why I like it specifically is I am about as old school basic as you can get. Um, <clears throat> but I think. You're a moron if you shut your brain off. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, things evolved for a reason. You know, look at look at uh, West Coast when they, you know, when they started doing chains and then bands and things that no one had ever heard of to get strength. I mean, West Side. Yeah, West Side. West Side. I'm, everything's West Coast to me because of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, that guy's creating things that why would you do that? It makes right. no sense. We the the guys the guys were strong before that we don't need that well then they start dusting everybody and it's like oh yeah maybe you're on to something so I I think that as much as I'm you got to use your head you know I mean I think sometimes like I see some banded stuff and I'm like what are you 
doing. That's you don't need are, that when you're at this level, or or you know, or like you know, I've, I went on that rant behind closed doors with you about the reverse band. You can't use a 200 pound reverse band on the hatch squat. Now it's just doing the work. That's not the point. Right. You know. Um. But for example, like another thing. Um. So I wanted to do the bands on the leg press. You know, you and I have talked about it. Um. It's a great thing. I got hurt. Because of where it was at, I, I went on my toe just a hair, and, and my calf locked up. I'm not talking like lightly. I thought I tore it. Um, oh. And, and there was a couple mistakes. Number one, I was in squat shoes, so I was already on my toe. Then the band was heaviest point, and I'm very strong, so the, the amount of weight I already had on was a ton. Um, but it literally gave me like eight adhesions that Jason had to get out with needling. And it took multiple sessions to get them to like up. I literally, I literally I racked it and it pulled my pant leg up. I was like, it's torn. I mean, it hurt like that. Um, so you got to use your head, but I think they're a fantastic tool if you use them correctly. Um, just you can't be afraid of trying new stuff, but make sure you're doing it right. Also, you can band incorrectly and hurt yourself in a heartbeat. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. I think people overband stuff. Because they don't understand what it's for. So right. there's some stuff that you don't need to band because it's already on a flat strength curve. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? So like the pendulum wow. squat is one. The pendulum squats, you know, easy at the bottom. Well, e- relatively easy to the rep. Yeah, 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 yeah. When yeah. you're at your weakest. And then as you get stronger, it loads, right? Mm-hmm. So it's already banded, essentially. And so when you band it, you actually fuck up the strength curve. Now you have to take weight off in order to get it up because the band makes it so brutal. But now that amount of weight is too easy at the bottom. So now instead of using, let's say, three plates where it's like, you know, you got to push pretty hard to get out of the bottom. And then as you get stronger, you got to push really hard to get to the top. Mm -hmm. It's you got to go to two plates because of the band. The bottom's now, easy. The bottom's easy, and the top's just as heavy as the three plates was without the band. Yep. So you wind up actually fucking up the strength curve of the exercise by banding it. Another thing, and some people might hate me for this, but I see people banding hammer strength machines. And the problem, the problem with that is a lot of hammer strength machines technically don't have great strength curves to begin with. Right. So, like, for example, we have a plate-loaded Atlantis press, seated plate-loaded flat press. Yeah, I love the eight. And it has a proper strength curve on it. So it's really heavy out of the bottom. And then as you come up, it gets a little lighter so you can lock it out. Yep. And as you come down into the stretch, it loads. Yep. So it's really it's, – it's a tough machine, right? <clears throat> and then it has band pegs on it. So that if you want to flip the curve and make it tougher mm-hmm. at the top, it's an option. You band it up, and now, yeah, it's heavy out of the bottom, but then the bands, you can band it so it actually gets harder going up if you want to do yeah, that. Yeah, you're working on your lockout, essentially, yeah. So you have the option of both ways. You can have the heavy at the bottom, or you can band it enough that it gets heavy at the top. Whereas a hammer machine, most hammer chest machines are hard at the top already and easy at the yep. bottom. You think about the hammer incline. So the hammer incline, it's real easy to move a shit ton of weight right here. But as you come up, it fucking loads like crazy. 
Well, if you ban that, you're doing the same thing you just did to the pendulum. You're now fucking up the strength curve. Mm. So now it's too easy at the bottom and just as hard at the top because you can only, you know, there's only so much you can do at the top before you just can't do it anymore. So you're just replacing plates with bands and now the bottom's easy. Yeah, yeah. you've actually weakened the overall movement. Yeah. Whereas if you say, let's say you banded a Smith machine, that would make sense. Right? Because now you're yeah. lighter at the bottom when you're at your weakest. And as you come up and hit the lockout, now it fucking loads into you, you know? <laughs> you know that I'm uh, that I'm that I'm not an old school bodybuilder all the way. Because as soon as you say Smith machine, I'm squatting in my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I literally laugh because you like you start pressing. Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I always liked it for inclines. I always liked Smith because Dorian oh, I still do it. Yeah, I still do. It's a must. That's Spin my them. that's my bit on bands. I loved it. I feel like I learned something right there. Your turn. Your turn. Okay, this is too easy for me. So I'm, I'm gonna let you. You're gonna you're handling this one alone. Reverse for eight weeks post show. I'm up four and a half pounds in two months, despite various food increases. Am I playing it too safe? Uh, is this a guy or a girl? So he's only gained four pounds post-show? In two months. That sounds like he's, like, dying. was he shredded? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I assume so, but... I mean, if you did the show and you were terribly out of shape, then maybe it's not too bad to be only five pounds over stage, <laughs> you know, because you still had 20 to lose. But if he was, like, in shape, in pretty good shape, then I'd say there's he's being way too restrictive. It's by the sounds of it. Who knows? You should get his blood work checked. I don't know. Did he well, go think, off? Did he go off gear and lose twenty pounds of muscle? See, I, I mean, I think because this is something that I've covered before. It's probably what came up on mine. I think that the 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 new world when 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 if it fits your macros hit, everyone became this. There was a fear mongering that your body was just going to freak out after a show and you're going to ruin your metabolism. You know, from being too restricted and too loose and within reason horseshit right you know uh my my thing is you know bluntly assuming he was in shape um yes you're being way too cautious because you just spent two months of your off season let's just say he's doing the exact same show in a year now i'm gonna mm-hmm. be nice and say he only needs a 12-week diet okay right. so we we're now down five months of 12 and you're up four and a half pounds right now, I'm, I mean, and you know, it's it's this is back to how they all did. I mean, I remember watching a Fuad uh, show his video when I was just getting rolling, and he had just qualified for the Olympia. And the first thing Chad said, because they had a certain amount of time, was get your weight up. Yes. Now, now, get your weight up. Eat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like there's too much fear. It's a combo of a fear of, of how the body responds and the internet age that we all need to be pretty all the time yeah because for the gram like if you want to put on a pound before your show next year by all means reverse out for six months yeah yeah but yeah, I, yeah you know i don't want i don't want my clients up 30 pounds in five days but if they're 250 i do want them up 30 pounds in six weeks yeah 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 you know yeah so i, mean, I, I, I know, I know what you mean i'm gonna wait it's like, yeah, you got to get heavy again. 
you got to get strong again. And if you're doing it correctly, at that point, you're off of everything. So you need to use food and rest to start that growth process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I never rebound hard after a show, but I'd still be up 10 pounds yeah. a week. Yeah. Four and a half sounds like, I mean, geez, that's that's just enough from like slight dehydration. That's just water rebound. Like it sounds like he hasn't gained any real weight. Yeah, you're still peeled if you're up four and a half pounds. You know? Okay, I got one here. This will be interesting to talk about. We've never talked about this before, you and I. You and I, Dusty, we've never gone down this road. Oh, boy. Let's go down together publicly, shall we? Um, what are your recommended steps against acne? I assume this is from taking steroids. Before going to Accutane. Uh, I mean... Simple are all of my answers. I mean, number one would be uh, skincare. And something as simple as when you get done training, I get done training and I go to the store and I pick up my next meal and then I go home and I eat and then I check my emails and blah, 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 and then I shower. If you have an acne problem, shower at the gym. Yeah, you got to shower as soon as possible. Get that shit off of you. Get that skin off you. Get that dirty clothes off of you ASAP. Um, another thing is food. Pull all shit food out of your diet. You need to be eating quality foods. And I'm talking all the way down to processed, which you know I'm not against processed foods. It's right. got to go to. I, um, I think I think if I can interrupt you for a second, I think yeah. fast food and fried food and um, are, are terrible offenders for acne. And for sure. because because there's an there's an inflammatory response going on and also simple sugars so exactly oh, what you yeah. said yep. processed food but i think it's important to know why and you nailed it you know what i mean you have yeah. to those things because usually you know i mean i'm fortunate that I don't, i've never had that issue but but i find that most people do it's it's the nature of our i say our country but i guess our world um that the Accutane is the first guess when yeah. we probably eliminate so much with those three things that you'd be shocked. Cause I'd be willing to bet that, uh, who asked that question is an offender on all of the above. Right. Also to figure out if it's just the compound you're on. Yep. Like I knew a guy once he did, um, he did some Winstrol mm-hmm. and he got horrendous cystic acne. Like it was like go to the doctor and like doctor goes, what the fuck? Like that sort of shit. And it took him like a year to recover. And then like a few years later, he just used a little bit of testosterone and had no acne. And he like was like, oh, and he's like actually having gains and growing and loving it. And he's like, I can't believe I don't have acne. And I was like, man, I just because, you know, Winstrol is a DHT derivative. And you just wonder if like him just in his body, that was just a fucking nightmare. And obviously testosterone can cause that too. But obviously in his body just wasn't a problem. And he, you know, so his, 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 you know, Winstrol tab a day almost ruined him where his like, how crazy is that too? Cause you, you think like crazy, you have to factor into what you just said, which is be logical. I think a lot of people can't like, we're in a world where we're so we're so knowledgeable we ignore the obvious yeah like, it's the drug you're on 
Yeah, it's like <laughs> you added one thing and everything yeah. went sideways. Yeah. Pull it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. step step one, pull that out. And Accutane, you know, you, you, you want to avoid taking Accutane if you can. I mean, I know one of my best friends had, you know, high school acne, you know. Right. And he did Accutane in like grade 11 or 12. And his skin just was like perfect afterwards. And I don't think he never really had a problem after that. So it literally like cured him. But there's some studies that show like some, it can be really rough on you. Like yeah. But then you, even that can be, everything comes back to what you said too, which is almost everything can be person to person. Yeah. You know, especially with acne. had no issues. Yeah. I, I had acne. Um, I remember the first time I took steroids, I, I was like, oh wow. Like I broke out on my back. I never had like cystic acne, but I had like, you know, like young guy, bodybuilder breakout sign of shit going on. And, um, and then when I noticed, I noticed when I dieted for my first contest, all my acne disappeared. Because you cleaned like, up all your food. And I was like, oh, diet. Yep. Bingo. That's it. Diet. You know, and that was it. And I just knew after that it was diet related. You know, and I could only handle so much fast food and I could only, you know, and if I started pigging out too much and eating like garbage, I'd start getting I'd eat some zits on my, a couple zits on my trap and one on my delt and, you know, and one on my lat. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I'm having Burger King three times a week. Let's fucking cut this back. You know, it also makes a difference too. like, let's say you eat really healthy and clean like I do. And, and then you have three junk meals a week. Mm hmm. That's going to have far less impact than right. if you're eating a ton of fucking food and you have three shit meals a week because you're just that much over and above all the, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know how dieting kind of cleans you out? Oh, for sure. So, and being in a calorie surplus doesn't. Right. So, okay, your turn. Will you watch the Super Bowl and who will win? Yes, I will watch the Super Bowl. I will watch it from the front desk at the gym, most likely. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I I I'm I, I can't help myself. I'm I'm pulling for Brady. I want the Bucks <laughs> to win. Yep. I just I was never a Brady fan. I almost wish I could go, could go back and appreciate him more when he was, you know, coming up from 2001 and onward, you know, winning all those Super Bowls and shit. And there was a period of time where I was like, ah, fuck New England, whatever. I just wasn't a New England fan. Right. And then I can't remember what year it was. It was like, that was like 2015 or something, one of their Super Bowls that they won, mm -hmm. where he just won me over that game. The way they right. engineered the final couple drives and came back and that whole playoff, they did that a few times in the playoffs. I can't remember what year. There's a, I mean, they are, that's the story of them anyways. It's not like yeah. it's where they did that. But there just came a point when Brady's ability to find a way to win right. just won me over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, I don't even give a fuck. Like, this guy's fucking awesome. This guy's like not even that athletic. But his just mind is he's just better than everyone else. He looks at your defense and he goes, oh, that's what they're doing. Right. And he calls his own plays. You know, Belichick let him call his own plays for like, fuck, how many years? <laughs> you know? He, he says, starts setting him out and just saying, do what you do. You know, and then, and then you know what else? I got to admit, like, remember a couple years ago when they won the Super Bowl? 
him and Gronk doing those stupid videos. Oh, where they're they walking were, from they, the did, they did another one again. They did weekend. another one the it other, awesome. the other day. The, and I, it was funny cause I forgot about them. And didn't they do one like every week when they won a game, they yeah. do one where they're walking they're across the tarmac. He's just got that cheesy smile and Gronk's doing something stupid in the background. <laughs> and then the other day I look and Tom got that stupid smile and Gronk pulls the shirt off and <laughs> bad, boy, bad boys is playing. I just saw you fucking clowns. And I, I just love those guys. I know so so many people fucking hate them, but I, they have just completely won me over. I yeah. don't give a fuck. I want to see Brady win another one and and just go down as like one of the all-time greatest athletes to ever play any sport ever. And when people talk about leaders and they say Jordan and, you know, Gretzky, they they have to say Brady. Yeah, but I think you already have to. But I mean, you already I have say, to. When, but you, I just want when you said sports, I'm thinking one of the all-time greatest winners. It's winners just what, it's just what you do you just win you know what i mean because going into this i think going into the super bowl you can't deny that that the chiefs are a better team oh yeah and and like, mahone is like yeah i i don't i mean machine. that's what's funny is if somebody said to me okay you know how do you see this break now i'm like i, I think the chiefs are gonna win yeah you know what i think but, mahone actually I, has the advantage yeah well i mean across the board and he's phenomenal also but he's also got a better team but this is also the same thing. I'm, I'm on that feel good thing of like, but if anyone could beat him, like you just, you know, I, I guess if I was Mahone, I, he is a Brady is exactly who I'd want to come up against though. Cause I'd want to beat him. Yeah. And if you were like, if you were saying, okay, we're going to play Mahone for the Super Bowl this weekend, who do you want? And you're looking at all the 30 something quarterbacks that can get the job done and all this. And then you got this 45, was he 45? I think it's 40. 42 or 44, I remember, but yeah. It is. Well, we'll say 43. We'll split the difference. There you go. You got this 43-year-old dude who's not even that athletic and doesn't really have foot speed. Yeah, he's not running. <laughs> and isn't he had a couple surgeries by now? Oh, God, dude. I don't know. I would still pick him. I'd be like, that's the guy we're going to pick to yeah. try to win this game. Because it, it's not even about your arm or your foot speed or anything it's about like okay who can handle the pressure who can handle the heat (laughs) proven themselves to be the type of person that thrives in unwinnable situations that's that's a characteristic in people that is so hard to find and so rare people that face absolutely unwinnable situations and repeatedly find a way to come out on top I saw I saw a, a meme the other day. It had Belichick and it said, yeah. now, "Now the world knows that Brady was the system." Was the system? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got a system here in New England. Yeah. It, it's called he's the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. just I was just looking. It's funny. Like he was drafted 199th. So I, I heard something really great about Brady. I can't remember who said it, but he was drafted in the sixth round. And he's 199th. And they said, what do you think makes Tom Brady so great? And why, what makes, why, why do you think he continues to want to win so badly? Mm-hmm. And he said, it's easy. Tom was drafted in the sixth round. And to this day, every single morning he gets out of bed, it fucking pisses him off. Right. <laughs> he's had a chip on his shoulder. For 20 years that he was drafted in the sixth round. And he's dusting people. 
pissed him off, and it still pisses him off. (laughs) I can actually see that for sure. I thought that was awesome. Okay. Is that your question? That was mine. I like that we don't even know anymore. Yeah, I like that we get we get uh, hooked on it. I got I want to hear bad boys, bad boys one more time with this. I want to see them walking across the turf or walking across the the you know the parking lot with Gronk holding it, Brady smiling. I want one right. more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um Do you ever go camping, Dusty? Glamping, yes. Glamping? Yeah, you ever gone ever 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 do you ever go camping as a bodybuilder? What do you do with your food? But you go glamping. Yeah, that is right. Well, it's where you like stay in a hotel by the park. It's the, the but it's actually a thing. You can like go on Airbnb and look up glamping locations. And so you've got this glorious outdoor thing, but you're hanging out in a million dollar house. Right. Right, right. That's more my style. You know what right. I mean? Okay. Like, you know, I, I, yeah, it's like I had somebody say like, oh, you know, how do those, how those tires, you know, how are they off road on my truck? I'm like, fuck what I know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like when there's dust on my car. (laughs) Right. 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 Dirt. I was, I was, I was ideal, but I like s'mores. Well, okay. There you go. So do you need to take the supplies to cook s'mores on the open fire pit in the backyard in the million dollar house? No, because here's the thing. If you go to Vegas, Nine Steakhouse brings you fire to the table, and you can have s'mores at a five-star restaurant. They actually okay. bring you fire. This camping question has <laughs> gone off off the rails. <laughs> We've established who I am thoroughly on this camping. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. How do you prep for camping? Well, make sure you shave your nuts. Sure, I don't want shaving. Got to be nice and trimmed up ahead of time. Um, now, I haven't gone camping in a long, long time. But my limit would be camping where there are shower facilities right there. Like, that would you're, be the You're not willing to do, like, the river shower? Yeah, no, no. I'm not doing that sort of thing. It's like, I want a shower. I want, like, a little getaway in the morning where life is normal. And then I can go sit by the fire and pretend I'm camping even though the city's just like 10 minutes that way. What about toilet? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm happy to pee in my campsite routinely, but when it's dump time, I want a facility. Or at least a motorhome. I do a motorhome. Motorhome would be awesome. <laughs> you're getting closer. You're, you know? it's just, you're just edging you up. All of a sudden, we're in, we're in Robin Dana's fifth wheel. Right. Which is, now uh, we got the, the, extended, you know, the, the little mini house that opens on the side. Yeah, you got, yeah, yeah, yeah. You roll out the artificial turf, Sleep put your lawn chairs on it. Yeah. 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 yeah so, so, okay. So the answer to your question, sir, is no, neither of us can. The answer to your question is uh, take eggs and steaks and burgers and a skillet and enjoy some good old fashioned fire cooked food. If that's what you're doing. Um, yeah, temperature control is all you need to worry about is how you're going to keep your food from going bad. That's it. Yeah, just I mean, you got I'm sure you got coolers or you got a fridge in the motorhome or something. You know, just figure it out. And don't be like, I mean, come on now. If you're going camping, like, come on, like you don't have to camp. Yeah, you're camping. Like, take a couple days. Like, just eat, eat a lot, and just enjoy yourself. Please, please do not be lunging down the sidewalk. Oh, drink some beers. Fuck in the tent. Do your thing. Take a lot of baby wipes. 
Yes. That's Dude just, wipes are bigger. That's, 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 that's <laughs> my You don't need to follow my advice. You don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't know. I know what you mean, and I absolutely do. Um, but, but, uh, Your shit. Well, this is good. This is more of a statement, but I'm going to just say it and we're going to move on. This guy made my steak and mac and cheese dinner for the lady the other night. And he said she took the old D for a ride. She so, took the what? D for a ride afterwards. So I basically helped him. Right on. I had a friend of mine send me a picture of pink uh, macaroni. Oh, that no, craft dinner, no. that pink craft dinner. And they said, okay. do you think Dusty would eat this with his steak? No. I don't back it at all. I don't even know what they're thinking. They didn't even call me ahead and ask if that was okay because it's not. So what did they do again? Is it a Valentine's Day special edition? Yeah, they made it's a weird flavor. It's some sweet. No, really, it's a different flavor. I just thought it was pink. No, it actually is some garbage tasting sweet macaroni and cheese. Damn. <sighs> okay. Okay. Oh, hey, just a good one for you. Um, well, for both of us, but you can answer. About to buy my first house. Unsure if I should continue with my coach or not to save the money. Well, I mean, do they need a coach? What's their situation? The <laughs> yeah, it's, a little, it's a little complicated. That's why I was going to toss it to you. I mean, do you need the coach? Do you need the money? Like, what's your situation? Like, is your house payment a breeze to make and you're going to compete soon and you like your coach or is the coach just like a frivolous thing that you're doing, even though you're, you know, not really that serious and it's fun to have and everything, but now the bills are really tight and your girlfriend's fighting with you. Like, I don't know what's your situation. Like you got to decide what you're going to spend your money on. You know, that's why, that's why you always ask your clients, can you afford this? Yeah, do I, I'll ask people if they're, if they're reaching out and they're like a college student and they're saying, Hey, I'm going to save. I said, well, before you, hire me you gotta make sure you have the money to buy the food right and everything else so if you can't do that don't hire me at all because i'm gonna be a waste of your money you need to be able to eat you know Mm -hmm. okay here's one here's one top three pieces of life advice for 20 year olds you're not ready to get married don't move her in. And hmm. <laughs> Let's see. What's the last one? Make sure that the pans are somewhere she can't reach them when you get in an argument. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're not ready to get you're not ready to get married. Don't move her in and remove weapons from her near reach. Yes. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. I like those three. I like those three. I'm I'm going to go a little deeper. How are you deeper than that? I'm going to say, make sure, I don't care how much it is, even if it's fucking $50 a month, make sure you're investing your money into something. Start now. Start yesterday. I don't care if it's a mutual fund. I don't care if it's a piggy bank. I don't, like, do something with your money. Don't, ju- don't just not save right you know what i mean find something to invest your money into fuck put 50 dollars a month into bitcoin for christ's sake do something with it don't just not invest because the years go by and every year that goes by now if you understand compound interest 
when you're my age, when you're 45 years old, you're going to look at the amount of money that you have and your mutuals and your this and your that. And you're going to go, fuck, am I ever glad I started when I was 21? Holy shit. I can't imagine if I hadn't started. Because <laughs> that's just that emergency shit, right? Like, if, you know, things get bad. There's that emergency there. And you realize it adds up, makes a big difference over time, even if you don't invest much monthly. You know, a so, fun fact for you on that on that subject, real quick. So I had I just learned this the other day. You know, if you make one additional payment on your house uh, every year, you'll knock six years off of the total on your thirty year loan. Yep. Dude. Yep. One. One. One extra. That's payment. how that's how interest works. Yeah, it's crazy. I know. I gotta just I I because I, I like to so like when I buy things that are frivolous like I like to do, um, I just double the payments to get rid of them. And I was having that conversation and I had my friend and I was oh same with the house I just did one extra payment I was like oh like not thinking you that knocked six years off I was like yeah what? there's been a <laughs> there's been a couple times now where like at the end of the year um, I think I can put like. 15 or 20 grand down without any penalty or whatever. Just like throw it on there, you know? And I think I've done 10 a couple times where I had right. it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to throw this down on my mortgage. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a good idea. I mean, you just throw a few payments on there because you don't even have to do just one. You can do two or three. Like you can give five grand, do five grand at the end of the year. It makes a huge difference in 20 years. Yeah. Just wacky to think though, because you're talking about, if you did that over the course of a year in your brain, you're, you know, for most people, let's say their mortgage is two grand. It's nothing. Yeah. It adds up a lot. You know, don't and, go to Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> Do that. Remember, instead. remember Elon Musk has just, you know, his 38 billion or whatever is just not buying 340 latte, 340 million lattes. Remember that, that meme, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> so, uh, so save, try to save some money, do something with your money, invest a few bucks. Um, uh, secondly, don't give up on your passion. Don't stop doing the stuff you love so that you can do the, your nine to five office job that your parents tell you you're supposed to just invest all your life into and, and start acting like an adult. I never because if you do that, you won't be 45 years old, still working out at the gym every day and riding a BMX bike. I back that actually. <laughs> Not like that's anything you want to be doing. No, don't sell out your passions. Invest your money, don't sell out your passions. And the third most important thing, don't come in the front hole. Which goes more online with what I was saying. <laughs> Finally, you're on the same page with me. You went all this deep stuff. It was confusing me. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you know. Solid advice, though. I give you that. I give you that. My you know. Better. You know, <laughs> is this uh, is this your yeah? It's your turn. Oh, this is good. This is a this is a joint one. It says not a question. Just wanted to thank you guys for making me maximum results with minimum anabolics. Oh, did he DM you that? No, just a question. Okay, because I had like a very similar DM. I'm wondering if it's the same person. Yeah, awesome. Probably. Yeah, it's, I do love seeing that because that's a very common theme I'm getting these days. Yeah. Probably. I love when I read that, and my very next one I'm thinking about reading is um, 
<laughs> what dose should I take of this? Oh, boy. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, here's a good one. That's a good one because it matters this image. If you wanted to grow your fitness Instagram, how would you go about doing it? You want to grow your Instagram? Yeah, but like fitness, like not just to be cool. Um, whew, Jesus, not like I'm an expert. I know a bunch of stuff I'm supposed to be doing. I didn't um, say you had to do it. It's not that important to you. It's, yeah. But if they did, what would you say? Well, I mean, you got to, I think the key is engagement. You can't just post. You have to engage. You know, you have to be like answering comments, responding to DMs. Um, you, I know all the little stuff you're supposed to do, like you're not just supposed to put up a post, but then you're supposed to ask them a question, right? Like, you know, let's put up a post and you go, how many people are training legs today? And then, you know, all those people, like there's all those, <laughs> all those statistical, like those things that actually make a numbers difference, you know, right? that I don't necessarily do because I don't want it to feel like I'm just trying to do that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm right. terrible with that shit. Dusty. But, um, but yeah, engagement, uh, being yourself. Um, I don't know. These are things I would do. Um, not bombing people with too much stuff. Like there's a limit, you know, mm -hmm. it has to be that happy medium. You have to offer them some value. You know, you can't just not offer value. Like, you know, you see so many people, like I won't pick anyone out of a crowd or whatever. There's just millions of people doing it, but they'll just kind of post how great they are. Right. But it doesn't provide any value and it doesn't really help anyone with anything. And, yeah. you know, that sort of stuff. I think so, you nailed it right there is I think providing value is the biggest thing. You have to provide some value. And I have to yeah. plug my computer in. Well, perfect. What are we going to do next? We're going to make food. We're going to make food. I'm almost done. Then we'll crank. I just like to write in the middle of a podcast, start talking to you guys. It's totally normal. <laughs> like one second, I just do like one of these. And, ah, just one second. <laughs> but, but. Got it. There we go. Because we were late recording today, Dusty, I let my computer sit on for a while, and I mistimed my battery charge. You know how it works. Well, someone really blindsided by just calling you. Like I believe we were starting. I was like, oh yeah. Well, we were actually like 20 minutes late, and I was like, where's Dusty? And me and Scott are sitting here, and then I get a call from you. You're like, I just got off a plane. <laughs> Bro, that's not going to work, is it? That's that's not. Uh... So here's a here's a question, Dusty. This was in my DMs, but this this is he, this guy's a good guy, so I want to re reply to him. His name's Jerry. Um, I have a lot of people ask me this because you know you and I talk sure. about rest days, right? Yes. And we talk about the importance of rest days. He goes, "Would you still go to the gym on your rest day for cardio? Maybe do calves, do abs, do forearms, you know." You're training to a not rest day. Right. So my definition of a rest day is no weight training at all. Agreed. Right. Because if you're prepping, yep. you still got cardio or you might have cardio for your just off-season fitness or whatever. Cardio is fine. I mean, cardio is just yeah. life. Like 
what you can't walk around today because it's your yeah. rest day you know so cardio cardio doesn't count cardio goes wherever you got to put it to get it done that's what i tell everybody do your cardio all questions about when and if and how all boil down to did you do it agreed a million percent i'm so glad you said that <laughs> like all i give a fuck about yes there's a better time than there's a worse there's you know blah 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 blah, blah. did you do it did you yep. do your cardio that's all i care about but rest days are for resting, no lifting weights. And the reason I say that is because you're trying to give your, it's systemic rest. Like you're, you're yep. trying to rest your nervous system, rest your mind, rest your joints, rest your spine, rest everything, you know, mm. rest your ankle joints from being loaded. You don't, you don't do 800 pound calf raises on your day off. I, I think oftentimes what, what we, what people don't realize is the reason they want to do all that is it's not even really about being better bodybuilders. It's because they have a two hour hole in their day that they don't know what to do with. That's very common. You know, cause I know that was how I was. So my thing is, is find something in my opinion, on bodybuilding related to do with your time. Yes. Educate hobby something. Cause yeah. I, I have found, you know, one thing early on in my career, Jose helped me with this a ton was, I was an obsessive bodybuilder. Everything was weighed. Everything was measured. Everything was the same, the same, the same. Uh, and he was like, you got to remove that stick from your ass. Um, it's off season. Yeah, sure. You can eat your food, but you might want some extra sometimes and you might want to do this. And I found that if I got away from bodybuilding a little bit, still ate my food. That's just living. I got better. And when I was in the gym, it was better. You know, yeah. those, those, the, the day off. And I also think if you want to train every day in some way, you're probably not training hard enough. That's I can tell you, I don't want to go to the gym on my off. <laughs> I'm smoked. No. I'm like, I don't even want to think about that place. But guess what? After that 24 hours, I'm ready. That's you know? exactly the number one thing. If you feel like lifting weights on your rest day, hmm, like, you know, that's why like the day after legs – I typically don't train. Yep. Cause I literally just don't even fucking want to. Yeah. And I never really have. Like, like I just wanted to grow and I want my fucking sore legs to recover and I want oh fuck. And my I feel like I got hit by a car. And you know, and there's a bit of kind of a haze. Like I took like a real long acting edible. And just sort of like <laughs> like I remember those those leg days those those like when I was you know sized up and killing myself in the gym like I spent I tell people I spent 25 years with really sore legs every week yep. every fucking week and you know so that was just how that was just my opinion the only thing I do after legs is I used to have arm day sometimes right you know and um but yeah, but you, you should want time off weights, I think. And you need the rest. And that's when you're growing. That's the magic. For sure. You sit around and get bigger that day. Hey? Okay? Agreed. Okay, let's do one more, Dusty, and then I got to shoot. Likewise, I got to get to, I, I got to shoot literally. It's funny you said that. Um, if you found something really good, jump. I wanted to get finished with a good one. Finish with a good one. Is that, yeah, is like that a real that, strong that, one. I want to finish. You yeah. want to finish with a good one? Damn. Finish I on mean, a high note? Sure, do that too. 
sometimes we should just finish the episode three questions in it. Sometimes that's the best question. Yeah, we're like, we're done now. I'm done here. <laughs> I have a bunch of great ones that I'm going to do on my own. That I'm well, give me one of them because I, I don't really have a bunch of crazy ones here. Give me one. Give me one. Give me like one of the one of the questions that I would have saved for myself. Yes, and you can still use it. You you can answer it before they see this. What's your favorite favorite. your favorite guitar solo of all time? I don't have a great list because I'm not nearly as in depth as you. Um, But because I only have one, I'm gonna go with it. I'm going with Slash in November Rain. That is so funny that you said that because that's a great pick. That's a great pick, Dusty. That's like that that's like a you could have you could have said that you thought about it for days yeah, and you, I, I you thought it hundreds through. of albums. <laughs> and you, you went through your vinyl collection. You you let your fingers dance through your vinyl all collection. <laughs> all of the, the rows and rows of records. I've heard so many records I can't possibly think. And I narrowed it down. That'd be a good answer. You could have played that off as a pro. That's a pro answer. I feel good about that. But yeah, it's the only one I know. So there you go. <laughs> That's a pro answer. November Rain's pro answer. It's funny. I actually have a good friend. His name's Bill from high school. And he wanted to do a show once. He was one of those guys that always had like, you know, he's always athletic, loved his bodybuilding and played all the sports. And he's like, how to do one show, Ronnie? You got to help me. Right. And so I helped him for one show. And he like fucking looked good. He had shredded glutes, shredded quads. He's got the athletic legs with the calves and everything. Did really well in his first show. Looked awesome. Like, I was so fucking happy with how he turned out. And his posing routine was the the best minute of no, the November Rain guitar solo. <laughs> and I remember he told me, he's like, I got a surprise for you. I got a surprise for you. And then when he came out on <laughs> this stage. This is for Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, he came out on stage and he was like, and and I, I said, I loved your routine, man. It was awesome. Because I didn't help him with his routine. He did it all himself. And he's like, yeah, ever since I always wanted to pose to that guitar solo. So it's funny that you mentioned that because I actually have, that actually happened. That's classic. And it was out to your answer because you actually do have a vinyl collection and 10,000 choices. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of great ones, man. That's hard to say. Um, Sometimes it's easier to only have one choice. Well, my favorite, everyone always asks me, I've, heard, I've had people ask me, what's your favorite ACDC guitar solo? And I always say it's from a song called Riff Raff. And, and it's from the 70s. And it's an old, like an old 70s ACDC song. And the song Riff Raff, the whole song, is like one of their best songs. If you're just trying to listen to like guitar riffs and how fucking fast and amazing they can play, the song Riff Raff is just a fucking ass kicker. And the guitar solo in it's just ridiculous. It's some of his fastest, most like kind of crazy playing and it just it's it's a nut solo but yeah i like that i'll say i'll say riff raff that's my favorite acdc solo there's a great you know the metallica black album you know the yes. big, like enter sandman album there's the one a, that everyone has yeah the <laughs> one that like blew them up commercially there's a great uh there's a documentary about the making of that album mm-hmm. and uh they made that album with Bob Rock, who's like a legendary producer. He did like a bunch of Def Leppard records. And the reason they hired Bob Rock was because they wanted it to be a commercial album. Like they wanted to go right. up. They wanted to get played on the radio. 
Because yeah. the Metallica wasn't getting radio play before that, right? They were doing eight-minute right. metal songs, right? And then they, they go to they hire Bob Rock, and he's like, okay, we're going to do some four-minute songs on this album, and we're going to actually get radio play, right? right and right. did this song, The Unforgiven. Yep. And it needed a solo. And there's a scene in the in the documentary where Kurt Kirk Hammett is like, you know, he's trying to fucking figure out the solo for this song. He just doesn't know where it's going to go. And he's getting frustrated and Bob's getting frustrated and they leave it for a few days and blah, blah, blah. And then Bob's sitting in the sound booth and Kirk just walks in with his guitar and he plugs right into the soundboard and he goes, cue it up, cue it up. And Bob like cues it up and everyone just shuts the fuck up. And they play the track and Kurt just lays a solo down and they fucking get it. That's it. <laughs> We're done here. <laughs> yeah. Just took a while. And then it just came right. to him. And he's like, I know where I'm going with this. Fucking turn it on. Let's go. Play the track. Play the track. And they recorded it. And that's the solo on the album. And it's like, that's a great one. The Unforgiven by Metallica. That's a great solo. But it, it's even better if you know the story behind it, right? Like they kind of had right. to grind it out. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah, Bob Rock is the guy who got the crazy reputation for pr- like producing like perfectly sounding albums. Right. And one of the things he did was when he did an album with Def Leppard, I think it was Hysteria or Pyromania, I can't remember, but one of their massive like, you know, Def Leppard had those albums where they had like five number one hits. Right. He actually did the guitar solos, he would make the guitar player take all the strings but one off his guitar mm-hmm. and record all the notes perfectly on that string only, then the next string, then the next string, one string at a time so there was no possible interference or like micro sound of a finger dragging on a string yeah. or anything. And then he laid them all over top of each other and that's the guitar solo on the album. It's, it almost makes it not real. <laughs> so yeah, so it's like it's like pieced together. And also, uh, you know the thunderstruck riff that Angus plays, like you know that. That's all that's all hammer-ons on one string. So he's like he's hitting the string and letting it go zero and right. he's he's doing it all down the, but it's only one string. So when they recorded it in the studio, they actually took all the other strings off the guitar. So there was no like slight little touch or anything. And Angus was just right. playing it on one single string, so it would be absolutely perfect. That's yeah, lucky. yeah, cool shit like that makes albums cooler to sound listen to when you when you listen to them. And that's why when you hear Thunderstruck on the album, and then you hear mm-hmm. Thunderstruck live, Thunderstruck live sounds a little rougher because there's little like like mutes and little you things. Can touch like, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, it, you listen to it live, you listen to it studio, and it's 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 different. But yeah, it's cool. When you know stuff like that about music, it like makes it more interesting. So, yeah, but Ron, the most interesting man in the world. I don't know. Perfect. Okay, Dustin. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Remember, like, share, subscribe, comment, tell your friends, play this in the background while you're making breakfast, and your girlfriend goes, "Why the fuck do you listen to this shit?" Do that she for us. us. She loves us. <laughs> and 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 I'm not just saying this for the attention, Dusty, but love hearing from our female viewers true that is awesome because like we honestly week after week i can't believe we have any and youtube says we only have like two percent female viewers but that's really awesome (laughs) they're awesome they're all awesome (laughs) so thank you to you ladies you're the, the ladies of iron that listen to the show and missy i commented on missy's uh video the other day where she's practicing in her yard 
Oh boy. Wasn't that amazing? Oh, it still scared me. Even though I already know, I was like, ah. It was it was awesome because she told that story, and I just said, hey, like this this is awesome. And your neighbors say, you said your neighbors must think you're crazy or whatever. And yeah. uh, and then she replied like, oh my god, your show's the best. So it's right. uh, it's good to know she remembers being on. There we go. Well, I pay her for that. <laughs> I'd rather be terrible than forgotten. And, and we definitely are. Okay. <laughs> Thanks everybody, and remember, it's just bodybuilding.